Welcome to From the Front Porch, a conversational podcast about books, small business, and life in the South. Both a baby and a poem masquerade as something we've created when we know that they arrive from somewhere beyond us, that they are gifts. Beth Ann Finley, Great with Child. I'm Annie Jones, owner of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in beautiful downtown Thomasville, Georgia, and today I'm joined by bookshelf staffer Lucy Stoltzfus. Lucy was scheduled to come back from maternity leave this month before coronavirus changed all our plans, and despite the change in circumstances, I still wanted to sit down with Lucy and talk about her new son, Gabriel, what books expectant and new moms actually want to read, and what books babies really like. So, without further ado, Lucy, hi! Hi! I'm so glad to talk to you. I wish I could see you. That is the disadvantage to this. Yes. Um but at least I can hear your beautiful voice. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. I'm so excited to be here. So I wanted to just first ask and, you know, share as little or as much as you want, but basically letting listeners know how life with a baby is. How are you? How old is Gabriel? Okay. So last Wednesday, Gabriel turned three months old. Um, And I thought that I would be sad. He's out of his three, zero to three month clothes. He's into three, three to six month clothes. I thought that I would be kind of one of those mothers who was always lamenting the loss of the previous stage. I'm not. I'm so okay. happy because like I said to you before we started recording, Gabriel slept from 8 p.m. to 7 a.m. last night. And that's awesome. That is such a joy. <laughs> it's not every night. I texted um, my friend who had a baby maybe five weeks after me a couple weeks ago, and I was going, I don't understand why he re- refuses to take a nap when he's clearly so tired. He was doing it fine last week. And she said, That's the thing about babies and sleep. You don't rejoice or despair for too long. <laughs> I just thought, <laughs> yeah, it's true. So I'm, I'm going to be happy about last night and not expect it for tonight. Honestly, let that be a life lesson for all of us. I feel like that goes beyond babies. Despair and joy, you know, in equal measure, I feel like. <laughs> That's right. One of the, if you, whatever you're in, the other one's coming soon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so yeah, so things are wonderful. I love being a mom and Gabriel is the best. And I love being the mom of a boy which okay. um, you and Olivia were like right on the front lines with me when I found out that I was yes. having a boy and I was disappointed, <laughs> which you guys all knew. Um, and I was, I cried like I, you know, a silent tear of sadness during the ultrasound. And I was like, Oh no, it's a boy. Um, yeah. And I just love him. I mean, I know, I know I would love whatever child, but I'm, I'm happy. He's a boy. I love his energy. I love, he's very, um, he has two kind of modes other than like whiny and complaining, but when his, when he's being like, when he's in a good mood, he has two moods. He's like very goofy and joyful and smiley 
or he's uh-huh. super, super philosophical. Like he looks like he's solving the world world's problems in his brain. That's what, that's so funny. You say that I showed Jordan, he hadn't seen pictures. Um, cause I don't always, I guess now Jordan and I are home together more, except not I'm at the bookshelf, whatever. But anyway, it feels like I'm seeing him more regularly. And so I, you had sent pictures or you had posted to your Instagram story. I don't remember, but I showed Jordan cause it had been a while since he'd seen a picture. And Jordan was like, Oh, he just looks so thoughtful. And I was yeah. like, Oh, you're right. He does look so thoughtful. Um, it was very cute. Yes. And my friend the other day said, um, we should try and get him to come up with a vaccine for COVID-19. <laughs> like his, his face looks like he could do it. And I was like, well, he's done it in his brain, but his hands like need to catch up. He can't work in the lab yet. That's right. His body has to catch up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about, I feel like at the bookshelf, at least under normal circumstances, but I'll be honest, even now that we're getting a lot of phone calls and Olivia and I are dealing with a lot of special requests via either email or telephone, we get a lot of calls about titles to gift at baby showers or for new or expectant mothers. Of course, there's the crowd that wants, you know, what to expect when you're expecting and all that. But I feel like at the bookshelf, we get a lot of requests from either new moms or maybe from grandmothers looking to buy gifts. And so I wanted to talk to you now that you've lived through it. I, as a bookseller and as a friend who has lots of friends with babies, like I feel like I have gifted lots of different kinds of books. But I'm curious now that you've lived it about favorite books to gift new and expectant moms? Like what you have seen at baby showers, what actually worked for you, what books you actually wound up reading and using. Um, So I wanted to talk a little bit about that before we move into baby books. And I didn't realize, but we're recording this in time for Mother's Day. So hooray us. I didn't even do that on purpose. (laughs) This year I don't have to be just a dog mom. Which is like (laughs) people and people like wish you a happy Mother's Day and you're like, "Uh, I don't know. I don't feel like I, know. I Look, that. I was about to say Mother's Day is the weirdest. I'm so grateful because I have a wonderful mother who I love celebrating and I love celebrating all my friends like you who have kids. Um, I have friends in my life who are foster moms and adoptive moms. Mother's Day is a weird holiday, honestly. Um, I also have friends like myself who don't have kids. And so just a weird holiday all the way around, but there are joyful parts of it. And so let's honor the joyful parts of it. And let's talk about books to gift Yes. Moms. Yes. Okay. So your poem that you read at the beginning, I was like, yes. I was like, I'm gonna cry <laughs> before we even start uh, recording this. And that is from Great with Child, which is a book that you got me. And I have to be honest and say I didn't read it until after I had him. And um, I think I'm glad um, that that's the case because there's a lot of really like serious and kind of heartbreaking moments in it and examinations of like the hard parts, especially of labor and pregnancy and loss and all of that. And I don't think I could have taken it before I had him. I was a little bit fragile already. Like I kind of left work a few days earlier than I expected to, because I was having some like severe pain problems. And so like, that was a big change. And I, and I would check, this is so so ridiculous now that I think about it, but I would check the store email from my house and, (laughs) 
And I would see like all these problems that like I knew I could solve. And like you and Olivia would text me and be like, would you know anything about this order? And I would be like, I know everything about that order. <laughs> and everything is changing. And, you know, I was very emotional. Um, I, I told myself, like, don't get a haircut right now. Like, wait until after. Like, even, even a quarter of an inch is going to send you over the edge. So um, although Great With Child is my, I think, my favorite book about um, parenting that I've read, I, I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have wanted to read it before. This was the first book that I read after having him, and I would read it out loud to him um, because he was just a lump and he didn't, you know, you're supposed to read to them, but it doesn't matter what. Um, and I, it was during my weepy time. I am so grateful that I didn't, um, have postpartum depression, but I still had weepiness in the first few weeks. And I would just, Mm -hmm. I would just read it to him and just like tears rolling on my face, (laughs) like almost little women-esque watching the yeah. movie Little Women, tears rolling down my face. I'm so glad to hear you say that because, so I'm glad to know that because Great With Child is the book I gift and I have never read it. I like Beth Ann Finley. She wrote some other micro, Heating and Cooling um, that I recommended for a long time. It's like this micro memoir collection. But I actually think, I don't know if you follow, there's a woman on the internet, um, Elise Gets Crafty. I don't really remember. She's not like a mommy blogger, but she crafts a lot. She has her own planners, whatever. But anyway, she one time posted about like books that she read and she only read one book while either pregnant or after having her, now she has two little girls, but I, she recommended this one and it's the one I gift because it feels a little less how to manual and a little more poetic. Is that true? Yes. I mean, she is, she's a poet and it's all these letters that she's written to her. She was a professor as well. And that she's written to one of her grad students who like has graduated and moved away and is now pregnant. And so she's writing basically like her recollections of her own pregnancy and and birth and, you know, her um, daughter being young, but in this unbelievably beautiful, poetic kind of prose. And I just, I thought it was so gorgeous. I think you're right. Things to give pregnant women, just steer clear of the how-tos. And it's not, it's not that like they don't need advice, but it's that you need to find your own advice as a pregnant woman. Like even the recommendations I got from my friends, it was like, oh, that's not the kind of like labor I want to have. I want to have this kind of labor, or that's not the kind mm-hmm. of sleep training I want to do. I want to do this kind. And I feel like that's just, you know, personal preference. And so I think this f- would fit, honestly, any type of mother. I think if, if you have more of like a sarcastic and kind of like funny um, kind of friend, uh, mm-hmm. Anne Lamott, Anyone who likes Anne Lamott, I am trying to like yes. describe Anne Lamott. Um, <laughs> you know how she is. Um, yes. She she wrote a book about parenting um, called Operating Instructions, a journal of my son's first year. Um, and that one has a different kind of mood. It has an mm-hmm. Anne Lamotti kind of mood. Um, but if you yeah. know someone who likes that, it's really good as well. Um, she had oh, that's good. her son when she was 35 and she was a single mom. Um, and she 
kind of writes about that. My sister gave me that one. Um, Another book that you gave me that I think anybody listening to this is going to want, and I know we have this on the website, is How to Raise a Reader. Yes, that was on my list. Oh, good. Yay. Yes. Loving it so far. Um, He's obviously still an infant. Um, But (laughs) it's nice to be, when you know that that's a goal you have for your child to be a reader, it's nice to know how to start from the very beginning. And so you don't feel Mm -hmm. like you're, you're behind. Um, And one of the things he says for this, or she says for this, um, her last name is Paul. So I'm like looking, I'm like, Paul, no, it's (laughs) Pamela Paul. One of the things that she says for this age is that um, it really doesn't matter what you're reading to them. It's the sound of your voice and your engagement with them. And then also the fact of having a lot of books around um, you to make reading like an everyday part of their normal lives. Um, and so I really like that piece of advice from how to raise a reader. Oh, I love that. That will go help me as he grows as well. Yeah. And it goes back to, I thought you said it so beautifully, but you said something about like advice just isn't helpful because it, for a new mom or somebody who's learning to become a mom and what kind of mom they want to be, they have to figure out what advice suits them. And I kind of like the the how-to book that has worked for you or that you're enjoying is How to Raise a Reader because the advice sounds simple enough. Like have books around your house or read aloud, but it doesn't even have to be like a specific book. It just has to be your voice and your Um, maybe engagement with them. I really think that's kind of sweet that it's not this over the top, like, I don't know, top 10 list of like things to do or how to engage your child, but it's more have books in your home. Okay. Well, that's easy enough to do because I feel like a lot of the advice can seem, I mean, even as a person without kids, like some of the advice, and I think some of what is overwhelming to me about one day becoming a mother is just how much people share their opinions and you know, how much advice they kind of push or give. And I like that this feels relatively simple. One of my really good friends just had a baby and we would joke all the time. We would say like, she was, she was, I think overdue by maybe a week past her guest date by a week. Um, and everyone would tell her like always, have you tried doing this? Have you tried doing this? That's supposed to make the baby come. And we would always joke, like, first of all, yes, I know all the all the things you're supposed to do. I know to eat spicy food and go on walks and other such things. Um, so like, I've heard that before. Um, but anyway, so we would say like, have you tried brushing your teeth upside down? I've heard that that's supposed to make the baby come out <laughs> or like, have you tried, you know, like all kinds of crazy things. Um, so yes, people, people want to give you advice. That is for sure. Um, my advice to those people <laughs> is to just <laughs> let it slide off your back. <laughs> Um, yeah, which I'm take not it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I'm not because <laughs> I'm an Enneagram One. Um, <laughs> speaking of Enneagram One, this is my last um, book that I would give um, to a new mother, and it's Emily Oster, and she did Crib Sheet, but yes. she also has an earlier one that she did called Expecting Better, and that one's about pregnancy, and it's like science based facts for whatever that word may mean nowadays about all the kinds of questions you have about what I can and can't do when I'm pregnant and what's the best to do. Um, and I found it to be quite helpful without being judgmental. Okay. So crib sheet just came out in paperback. Like I just unboxed that my, I have not read either of those, but they totally look like something I would enjoy. Is it mostly research or does she also tie in personal memoir and reflection in there too? Man, it's been a long time. It's been like 
almost a year since I've read it. Um, I think yeah. it's mostly research. I don't remember her okay. talking about personal. Okay. I just couldn't. Yeah, I couldn't tell. But one of my friends who's a little bit older than I am, she just had her first baby. And the book that she really loved was, I think, Crib Sheet. I'm not sure if she read Expecting Better, but um, she really loved that author and I think really appreciated the tone of those books. Those are good. I had forgotten all about those. So that's excellent. The only other one that I think I would put in that same category of giftable books besides How to Raise a Reader, Great with Child, I Give Everybody. But another one that I think might be lovely to gift is The Read Aloud Family. Do you remember this from working at the store? I I think it's like written by the woman in charge or who kind of runs this read aloud revival, which I think might be a podcast. I'm not a hundred percent sure I should be sure, but I'm not, but the book looks really great and it is pretty enough where I think it would make a really great baby shower gift. I feel like I don't know, but when I go to baby showers, I think a lot of the gifts are books for the baby, not books Mm -hmm. for the mom. And so I like gifting something that the mom might be able to read. I know not every person loves to read, but I just like this idea that you could read, yeah, like you've been doing, like read great with child aloud to Gabriel or flip through the read aloud family and how to raise a reader. You would not have to read, you know, in one set, one setting, just completely devouring it. You could read it in bits and pieces. And I like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So moving on to gifting babies. Again, this is something we do all the time at the bookshelf. I just did on Saturday, like a friend of mine has a seven month old and I just, Olivia and I worked together to like create this baby box for them. So let's talk about books to gift new babies and maybe books that are great for Gabriel now, or as he's a newborn and moving into one year or gifts that you have liked receiving books that you've liked receiving that he'll ultimately grow into. Okay. I have a couple different things to say here. So I have a lot of board books and Mm -hmm. I know those are going to be great. If I could do it all over again, (laughs) the last three Mm -hmm. months, I would not read him his board books yet. And the reason for that is that he cannot destroy any books right now because Uh he doesn't hold them. (laughs) I hold them. He has just started using his hands to like kind of grasp at or bat at the pages, but he doesn't, he he won't hold them much. And so those books are tend to be a lot more simple. And I have gotten super bored of a bunch of them. (laughs) And I wish I had saved them until I really needed board books. (laughs) Oh, what Um, a great point. Yeah. So I will say one of my favorite books that's not a board book, it's a picture book. I have three children's books that I have memories of reading for the first time in the children's section of the bookshelf and crying at my job. Um, And then I would come up and I would be like, Olivia, I just read this book. And she would be like, okay. Um, So one of them is um, Because by Mo Williams. And it is this beautiful picture book about, it's about like, consequences. I know that sounds bad, but it's about like the consequences of your actions, but in a good way. So the result is that like the end is that this little girl becomes a composer and a conductor and she leads an orchestra in playing a piece that she composed. But it starts with like, because 
Beethoven wrote music, Franz Schubert wrote music because he loved mm. Beethoven's music. And because Schubert wrote music, this person studied the violin. And because this person studied the violin, like they were in the orchestra. And it goes through all these different moments in time where somebody's actions caused somebody else to like do something positive. And yeah. because it has to do with music, I also really loved it because I'm a musician. And so that one I definitely cried about. Yay. I remember you. D- I re- and that look. I'm not a musician and I, that is a book that will, and I have a heart of stone, but even that like moved me. Like I, that is a beautiful book. I had forgotten all about it. I'm so glad you mentioned it. It's so beautiful. So I love that book. Um, another one that I cried about, this is a board book and I'm not sick of it because I love it so much. It's called You Nest Here With Me by Jane Yolen and Heidi Stemple, illustrated by Melissa Sweet. And it's a beautiful rhyming (laughs) description of like a mother and child, but it's all, every page is like a type of bird and where they nest. And then at the end, it's at end of that couplet, it says, but you nest here with me. So yes, (laughs) cried about that one. Um, I'll just read you a quick like couplet from it. Some owls nest in oak tree bowls, some down in abandoned holes. Hawks may nest on telephone poles, but you nest here with me. Um, oh, sweet. Yes, it's so sweet. <laughs> Every time I read it, I cry. Um, and then <laughs> the last one is, um, I'm pretty sure this is a board book. I just ordered it from you guys. Um, but it's Ellie Holcomb's um, first ch- children's book called Who's Seeing the First Song? And she has a new one out and I haven't read it yet. I'm oh waiting to get it from you guys. Is it good? It is so good. Look, those are, so she, those books are now, they're both songs. So I listen, they're albums that I've mailed them to like people with children, like people like you or my friend Jordan. Like I will mail them these CDs. They're Ellie Holcomb's like lullabies and songs for kids, but I listen to them. I find them so immensely comforting and very, oh, they make me feel things and feel extremely um, seen and known. I love those books. They are board books. Um, I think the new one is called, Oh, Don't Forget to Remember. And it's all about not forgetting whose you are. I I love those books so much. And I love the songs that accompany them. I really do. Um, So speaking, so those are, those books are Christian. And so just speaking of that, I have this set, which I don't know if people know about, um, but they should. These are, they're technically Catholic and you can tell because <laughs> there's a picture of the Vatican in one of them. <laughs> but I, I'm Anglican, but my husband's Catholic. And so it's this set of books by um, Katie Warner and illustrated by Meg Whalen. And they're, so there's three of them that I have. One is called Let Us Pray. One is called The Word of the Lord. And one is called Cloud of Witnesses. And they're all like either prayers or Bible verses or like the Cloud of Witnesses is about different saints and it has quotes from them. Really beautifully illustrated. And if you are looking for kids board Christian board books, I would highly recommend that set. Those are really beautiful. I don't know. You would have had no reason to actually. I should have texted you a picture. So there's, I ordered a book for the bookshelf based only on you and Jordan. Like that is the only reason I ordered it for the store. Um, But it's this beautiful book. It's a children's book called Stories of the Saints. It is gorgeous. And each, it's almost like, remember Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls? Yes. So, okay. So it's like that, but it's the saints. And it is like each page is a different 
saint, I was reading it aloud to Olivia. There's a patron saint, St. Augustine or St. Augustine is the patron saint of booksellers. And so anyway, it is gorgeous. And it's a little bit more like oversized, almost veering into coffee table book territory, but it's definitely like a children's nonfiction kind of storybook. But I love it. And I was like, this is great for Lucy. And then I was slipping through it and I was like, actually, I might just buy this for the Joneses to keep it on the <laughs> coffee table. <laughs> Free delivery to Tallahassee is still going on. I Yes. <laughs> okay. Excellent. Yes, okay, so good. good. And then one, I, I do want to plug a series of books because I was born in New Zealand. I don't sound like it because I moved to Cleveland, Ohio when I was very young, older than Gabriel, but young. And I, so I have a lot of beloved books from my childhood that are from New Zealand. And one set of books that I thought was only like a New Zealand set of books is um, the Harry McClary series by Lindley Dodd. And so I thought this was just from New Zealand until I was somehow having a conversation with Olivia and she was like, oh yeah, I've read the Harry McClary series. And so this is one of my absolute favorite series of books, Harry McClary from Donaldson's Dairy. Um, And it's about like a bunch of different dogs whose names like rhyme and describe them. So Hercules Morse is big as a horse and Bottomly Pots covered in spots. He's a Dalmatian. Um, Muffin McClay, like a bundle of hay. He's got a lot of hair. So, and then there's Scarface Claw, which is the evil cat that is like, they're all like fighting against. Don't tell Olivia. I was about to say, I'm shocked Olivia likes these books. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Um, So Harry McClary, they are available in, in the United States apparently, and they're really, really good. And they, you can get them in paperback and um, board book and everything like that. Okay. So it's a children's book series. It's not chapter books. It's just no. a series. Okay. So I feel like the, obviously there are a ton of classic children's board books. And I was curious, I'm always curious because frequently, and I feel like you surely noticed this when you worked at the bookshelf, that's what we get a lot of requests for, particularly from women who are, I don't know, either grandmother age or they're gifting books. And part of it is really sweet because they're gifting books that their own children loved. I'm curious when you went through like baby showers and went through this cycle of being given books and being given gifts, did you have a preference? Like, did you like receiving I don't know, books like um, The Very Hungry Caterpillar or something like that versus like one of my favorites. And I guess now it might even be considered a classic, but one of my favorites to gift is Drafts Can't Dance. Or there's a new book um, that's very like vibrant and colorful called like Goodnight Baboon. So I'm curious, did you as a mom have a preference for like classics versus kind of maybe the new children's lit, which feels a lot maybe more brighter? brighter colors and maybe, I don't know, did you have a preference or do you like both? I like both. So I have a few more books sitting in front of me that I was going to talk about. And strangely enough, it's a mix. And so I I like them both. The things you um, asked me to talk about what Gabriel likes. Yes. And so we, we read all the time throughout the day, but we have book time as a part of our like sleep routine. So if he's Mm -hmm. taking a nap, we do diaper change, read a book, you know, lights out, sound machine on, Mm -hmm. cuddle for a minute and then go to nap. Um, At night, um, we'll do a book, two books maybe. And usually we'll do those prayer books um, at night. Um, 
But anyway, um, he prefers when I read to him, it seems like he prefers books that have a good cadence um, where my where my voice will follow or da 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 da. So he really likes it when I read Brown Bear, Brown Bear, What Do You See? and other Eric Carl books. And those are good, too, because they're like simple pictures in bright colors. So for young babies, especially the higher contrast you can get, the better. So like bla- a black and white book is be- best. And then once they get a little bit older, like, you know, simple pictures, but bright colors. Um, so he really likes Eric Carl. And then <laughs> Runaway Bunny is one of the ones that really gets me because it's, you know, about like the mother and child and, you know, how I would follow him to the ends of the earth and do anything for him and, so I like to read that. That gets me emotional. Um, so those are some classics that he really likes. I have really been enjoying reading to him this Baby Lit book. So Baby Lit, we have a ton of them at this store. It's like um, like baby board books, but they're, they're supposed to describe um, classic works of literature. And the one I like to read to him is Les Mis because I... I lived in France for a year, and so I'd like him to know a little bit of French, and I know you can't ever start too early. Um, and so this is a, a French language primer. So one page, like the pages um, as they face each other are mirror images, and one is in English and one is in French. Um, it has little quotes from Les Miserables, so I really like that one. Um, oh, and cool. so there's plenty of modern baby lit books, and they're just cute, um, really pleasing to the eye. Um, and then another new one that I really love is If There Never Was a You, which is that book with the mom bunny and the baby bunnies. And, you know, she's talking about how much less rich and enjoyable her life would be and the world would be if there wasn't anyone to dream his dreams and do the great things that he's going to do. So I I thought that I was emotional when I was pregnant, and I certainly was, but I continue to be highly, highly emotional when I read these books to my little boy. They're so sweet. That book is really sweet. I had forgotten about that one too, but you're right. That one is really sweet. And I don't know, it's, it's fun to get to hear you talk about it because I feel like Olivia and I were there watching you pre Gabriel. And now it's really fun that you're reading them to the actual, the actual person. I know. (laughs) What would I do if there never was a him? Right. It's so sweet. Oh, okay. Lucy, thank you so much for walking us through some of your favorites. We'll have these listed in the show notes for folks. And it's just nice to get, I feel like an expert opinion because now you're both a bookseller and a young mother and you can give us all the deets. So thank you very much. I can't wait to come back and be with you guys. Yes, we miss you. We're ready. From the Front Porch is a weekly podcast production of The Bookshelf, an independent bookstore in South Georgia. You can follow The Bookshelf's daily happenings on Instagram at bookshelfteville, and all the books from today's episode can be purchased online through our store website, bookshelfthomasville.com. Shout out to Caroline for making our website even more user-friendly, and you can check out those changes again at bookshelfthomasville.com. Special thanks to Dylan and his team at Studio D Production for sound and editing and for our theme music, which sets the perfect warm and friendly tone for our Thursday conversations. This week, 
I'm reading The Big Finish by Brooke Fossey, which I think will be great for fans of A Man Called Uva. Lucy, what are you reading? I'm reading The Jane Austen Society by Natalie Jenner. That comes out at the end of May, and you can pre-order it through the bookshelf. If you liked what you heard on today's episode, tell us by leaving a review on iTunes, or if you're so inclined, support us on Patreon, where you can hear our staff's weekly new release Tuesday conversations, read full book reviews in our monthly Shelf Life newsletter, follow along as Hunter and I conquer a classic. We are finishing up part three of Anna Karenina, and receive free shipping on all your online orders. Just go to patreon.com forward slash from the front porch. We are so grateful for you and we look forward to meeting back here next week.